Hey besties, and welcome back to another episode of the She vs. World podcast. Now today's guest is someone who I believe is a true boss babe. She embodies grace, grit, resilience, gratitude, hard work. She is the living proof of the fruits of her labor. I'm talking about Brandy Adams, master esthetician, permanent makeup artist extraordinaire. She specializes in microblading and also training other permanent makeup artists how to master their craft and master their businesses. I met Brandy because she is the lady responsible for my eyebrows, but in all of that time that we spend together, I have come to absolutely love her as a person. And just anytime I'm around her, her energy is so beautiful. Her mindset as a business owner and human is just so incredible that when I was putting together a guest list for Shiver's World, I knew I wanted Brandy to come on and share her story with you guys. She has taken big risks in her life like huge, and they have paid off big time. So she's talking about the fears that went into those decisions, the fruits of those decisions, and her mentality as she worked through all of it. She's talking about how she grew her entire book of business after moving to a new town, working under a mentor, how she survived the COVID shutdown, pivoted her business, grew it into something even more, and what her brand is evolving into. Brandy is somebody who really believes in bringing everyone up with her. So here's shout outs to some of her mentors, her friends, and her colleagues in the industry, all of whom are going to tag in the show notes. This is a really fabulous episode for anyone who's ever wanted to go off on their own or whoever has wanted to start something new, take a big risk, and they've had that fear holding them back. I hope after listening to this, you will feel so empowered, so capable, so worthy, and so ready to take that next leap, just like Brandy did. So without further ado, let's welcome Brandy Adams to the She vs. World podcast. Welcome to the She vs. World podcast. Because being a modern woman balancing a career, business, friendships, relationships, family, oh, and our own needs can sometimes feel like it requires superwoman level powers. I'm Danielle Stead Blanton, athlete turned corporate attorney who left my completely unfulfilling career in a male dominated industry to disrupt the space and build the table for women leaders in the health and wellness worlds to thrive. I've teamed up with some of the biggest household names from their starts and through their massive growths by providing business legal and operations consulting services, while also being their number one hype gal and sometimes the dose of tough love that only your best girlfriend can give you. On this show, I'm sharing everything I've learned along the way, both the practical business lessons to help your business thrive and the tough life lessons that ladies, we are just not talking about enough and need to be. And of course, I'm handing the mic off to some of the most inspiring and powerful women in our industries to share their stories and lessons too, because together we can conquer it all. Hello, hello guys. I am joined today by my good friend and amazing brow queen, esthetician goddess, overall angel of a human being. Brandy Adams is joining the show today, and I could not be more grateful or more excited to share her with you guys. Brandy, as I have mentioned on social media, is a permanent makeup artist. She is incredible. She's established a really well-known successful business in Los Angeles, also in St. George, Utah, and she has really stepped into this beautiful role as an instructor training other brow artists how to do the same. And so I know today you guys are going to love getting to know Brandy and hearing about her story. So without further ado, 
let's all say hi to our beautiful angel, Brandy. Hello. Hello, everyone. I'm Thank so you. grateful to be here. I'm so excited. This is going to be so fun. Yes. Thank you so much. This is, this is the highlight of my day without a doubt to get to talk to you and share how incredible you are with everyone so that they can just absorb it as well. You are just gassing me up. I'm loving it. I'm so excited to be here and so grateful that you asked me to do this. This is such a cool opportunity. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Now, for those listening, I actually met Brandy, gosh, like six, seven plus years ago. Yeah. And, it's been so long. Right? It's been a long time. We go back. And so you have such a great career story. And that was one of the biggest reasons why I was so excited about having you share that with everyone. So please, for everyone listening, tell us all about yourself and how you've come from all that you've done to where you are now. Okay, perfect. So I am originally from St. George, Utah, which is where I first started my microblading business or my permanent makeup business. Um, I got my brows done by the OG back then in St. George. Her name was Rachel Jacob and I love her so dearly. Me and my best friend got our brows done. And then Rachel started offering trainings and me and my best friend Maddie were like, hmm, you know, we love eyebrows. Like maybe we should take this training. So I went to the bank. I got a loan out and I was like, hey, I'm just going to drain my bank account and make it work, you know, because <laughs> I was 20 at the time. I had absolutely no money. And so we took the class and we made a pact. We're like, hey, if either of us suck, like we have to make a promise to tell each other so that we don't go in like ruin people's faces. <laughs> and we both graduated the class thinking that we were like the shit. We were like, hell yeah, like this went so good. And looking back now, obviously, like I wasn't terrible, but. I wasn't as good as I was gassing myself up to be, but it worked out and it just, I just continued doing it. I mean, it's been six years now and my best friend still does it here and there. And it just, it was so wild how it kind of all transpired, but I'm so grateful I took that chance, you know? So I just kind of continued building my brow business while I was enrolled in aesthetic school. So aesthetic school was kind of always my first goal I've always been obsessed with all things skin all things beauty like it's it's like the strongest passion of mine to just yell from the rooftops to like wear sunscreen like I'm sure you see me post I'm <laughs> like it's like a deep rooted passion in me so I've always loved skin and me graduating aesthetic school and like getting my license is still something that I'm so glad that I did and I'm so proud of myself that I completed because I was not great in high school like I went to regular college and dropped out, you know, and, you know, college just doesn't work for everyone. And it definitely didn't for me, for especially for like an entrepreneur type of mind, regular college might not work for you. And it definitely didn't for me. So I did all that. And then let's see, it would have been, I graduated aesthetic school while doing brows. And then me and my now fiance were like, let's move like once he graduated college and once I finished school I was like I really want to move to California as cliche as it sounds like I always always wanted to live in California and he's actually um from here he was born here and then raised in St. George so he kind of always wanted to go back too but we um packed our bags in November no October of 2017 and we drove you all out here and put together all of our pennies to like afford the down payment on the apartment and it just worked out like it has changed my life it's 
I can't tell enough people to move away from your hometown because I wouldn't be half the woman I am today had I stayed in my hometown. Like the mm-hmm. amount of growth that it takes and like it, you just really have to sit with yourself. You don't have these like outside, um, what's the word? Outside, basically just um, things that you have to really look at yourself. You don't have any thing to like keep your mind off of yourself. Basically you're not seeing your regular friends. Like leaving my mom was super hard. Me and her literally best friends. And so I kind of had to grow in that way. And it's been just incredible. And I am so grateful that it all has happened how it has. And I mean, I'm still a beginner. I feel like I'm always going to be a student in this industry and I got to keep learning and keep taking trainings and keep working on my business aspect of things. And a never-ending journey being a business owner it's so rewarding and it's so hard but I honestly would not change it for anything it's been so amazing wow I didn't realize how big of the risks you took oh my gosh it was it was crazy just just hearing you say that you know you're 20 years old you're in aesthetic school and you went and you took a loan out Mm -hmm. to go take this training yep I had like maybe I had an, I had 500 bucks in my account, which was enough to put the deposit down. And I was like, all right, we're just going to go take the other 2000 out and we're going to just hope for the best. And I had never taken a chance like that. Like I'm usually a safe type of person, like taking chances scares me. Um, that's why even moving out of my home state was like such a alarming thing for me to do. Like even the people in my life are like, I can't believe you're going to leave your mom. I'm like, I can't believe it either, dude. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to like try and make it work. And it's honestly just been, it's been so amazing. Like it's been so challenging, obviously, but the challenges are just part of the journey, you know? And I look back on every challenge we've hit so far and I'm like, thank goodness we went through that because look where we are now, you know? Oh my gosh. I remember something I want us to come back to is, you know, the challenges you faced during like 2020 and the shutdowns and you handled it with so much grace and ease. And I'm sure under the water, your feet were like a duck. You're like, holy fuck, you know, and they were like flapping away, but you always are just so calm. And like, do you credit that to how you grew up or do you do something every day so that you are just this Zen human or, or tell us? Oh, you're so sweet for thinking that I'm like that. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I just have to constantly remind myself to like my fiance's so good at this too because I can start spiraling and like one bad thing after another and I'll kind of get consumed in it and he just really grounds me. He brings me back down to earth and is like everything's going to be fine. Like this is this is part of life. Like we're going to get through it. There's it's nothing's bad is going to happen. Like we're going to keep the house. Like everything's going to be totally fine because I was literally shut down for 10 entire months in 2020 like could not work in LA for 20 and for 10 months and I'm like watching my savings just dwindle because I'm like I'm just paying bills like I'm just living with no income coming in and it was like that was that was definitely a life-changing moment for me and my partner and my business like I really had to pivot and that's become my favorite word because I'm like okay I can't see clients, they can't come into my room, I can't have them in my chair. So I can't reach them that way. So then I decided to launch an online like education program and upload two training videos to be able to at least reach people that way, give them some education and then make a little bit of money, you know, just to try and pay my bills. And 
And then I went back to Utah. Thank goodness Utah never closed down. They're a completely different state than California. And so their life didn't really change. So I spent a lot of time in Utah working a ton just to like make ends meet so that I could come back to LA and hopefully still keep my studio. It was just, it was a lot. It was, it was definitely the most stressful time, but I think that having my fiance just really bring me back down to earth. Like it's going to pass like, yeah, this is super shitty, but like you're fully capable. And I even like made these, skincare bags boxes that I um sold in the beginning of the pandemic because I'm like okay well people want to do facials at home so it's like that entrepreneur reminded me I'm like okay I gotta just pivot I gotta just you know use the knowledge that I know and make these little skincare kits and then sell them to my clients like another way to reach them if I can't do their brows you know Mm. learning how to pivot and keeping your grit and just not taking no for an answer. Like I wasn't going to let my business go under. Like I was going to do every possible thing I could because I've worked so hard to keep it where it is. I like going under just wasn't an option. So I was just willing to do anything and everything to keep it going. And I mean, I feel like maybe the calmness that you see is like, I I didn't have a peaceful childhood by any means. So I, I wasn't necessarily... I think maybe in adult life, I'm really trying to just keep a peaceful life because that's not what I had growing up. And so that's like always been a driving force is like, when I grow up, I just want a peaceful life. I want just I want to come home and just have peaceful. That's like my favorite word, like my dream life doesn't matter how much money I have or what kind of car I drive. If my life is peaceful, then I've made it. That's my success in life, honestly. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful and mature that you you recognize that now mm-hmm. and that you're able to say like this is the goal because I think so many of us as business owners get caught up in like my goal is to be you know make six figures and then it's to make mm-hmm. seven figures and yep. it's to have the things and then it's and, and it's never just to find that peace and most mm-hmm. of us spend our whole life stressed out and your goal is something that I think we all ultimately strive for but don't realize yeah I I think just having like a bunch of really stressful things happen in my life when I was like a teenager, even into like, like almost like 19, I just was like, so set. I remember one day in aesthetic school, they had us write on a piece of paper, um, what our like goal was or what our dream was. And I literally, I still have the piece of paper. I said, my dream in life is a peaceful life. And I still have it in my bathroom. Cause I'm like, and that was, that was six years ago. And I'm still, I was my 20 year old self was like, you need to have a peaceful life. Like that's the only way you're going to make it work. Cause I, I naturally have anxiety. Like I have, I struggle with, you know, anxiety and depression and it's kind of been a thing that kind of makes running a business a little hard some days. But I think if I can just tie it and bring it back to just keeping things Zen and peaceful and that's how I want like my clients to feel when they come in, I just want everything to be relaxing in a world of chaos, you know, you know, I can control Mm -hmm. myself and how I feel. And if that's all I can control, then I'm going to really make sure that I'm on top of it, you know? Yeah. And you embody it. And I think that's also what has like helped you start your business and like grow your clientele. Because when you came to Los Angeles, I remember you were working with somebody, you were like working at a studio but you just naturally attracted clients like yeah. and 
and that's just because of your personality. Like, do you think that that was what helped you build your clientele or what do you really credit like that to? I definitely think even being in like the middle of Beverly Hills at the location I'm at now, I don't necessarily attract like the Beverly Hill clientele. Like, um, it's not like people walking by that it's always people that like found me on Instagram that are driving from like San Diego or the high desert and stuff like wow. that, that just saw my page and like kind of just vibed with me. Cause I like to show up on my story so people can, you know, see who they're going to potentially get their eyebrows done by. And so that they can know that like what my energy is. And I'm not just like this random person with no face on this page. And <laughs> I ran, you know, my favorite though, I, when I was planning on moving out to LA, I was de- deciding between, okay, should I just go for it and sl- sign a lease at a salon suite, which is what I'm at now? Or should I, you know, be safe and look for a salon that's like commission? And so I can w- build my clientele out here without having the overhead that would be so daunting, you know? And I just couldn't find anyone. And then I came across Erica. I love her so deeply. She's literally like my LA mom. But we, um, we're back and forth talking like, hey, I'm going to move out there. I would love to come check out the salon. Like, what's your business model, whatever. And I go in to meet her. James drives me from El Segundo, which, by the way, we rented a house in El Segundo, not realizing that 11 miles in L.A. meant like an hour. Because oh, where I'm wow. from, 11, minute, 11 miles is like 11 minutes. So I was like, <laughs> I signed the lease and I told Erica and she's like, Brandy, no. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's only 11 miles. And she's like, yeah, that's like a really long time in LA. And I'm like, well, I already signed the lease. So that I got to do what I got to do. But I go in and I meet her and Jay, that's her husband. And we drink a ton of champagne. And I'm like, okay, this is it. Like, yes, like they wanted me to work there. I was like, I would love to be here. And it was everything I needed and more. I learned so much from them, not only just Erica, but Jay, like they're such a perfect couple. And Mm -hmm. they really just took me in and we, I built, I feel like, you know, obviously we would get some walk-ins, but yeah, I do feel like I was pretty good with my social media and marketing myself to get, you know, clientele from kind of all over, but it was just such a good experience. Like I do miss them so much, but I just got to the point where that was the plan all along, you know, was to, you know, build my clientele enough that I would be comfortable enough, you know, paying my way at the end of it, you know, and so unfortunately, the time came and it was so hard. I was like, so torn because I, I enjoy working with Erica and those girls so much. Like it was such a cool friendship that I was able to build. And I signed my lease at this new place. And literally two days later, the shutdown happened. And I'm like, is this a sign from the universe telling me that I should not have freaking done that? It was terrifying. Like I just put all this money down and I'm like, okay, well, it'll last two weeks. In my mind, I'm like, it's just the cold. Like it'll last two weeks. And then fast forward 10 months later, I'm like, okay, this is here to stay. So we're going to make it work. We're going to pivot and we're going to make it work. I didn't realize the timing of that. That is oh, it was two days, dude. Oh. I was searching for a space like probably two months before I was just keeping an eye out and every pl- place I saw, I was like, it just didn't feel right. Like the vibes are super important to me. And then I went to this place and met the owners. Um, he's this older man named Albert and he is a literal angel. Like he's the sweetest person in the entire world, which obviously helped make the decision even easier. And I signed it and it was really scary, but I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. I've, you know, I've done it before. I can do it again. And then I took one client and literally two days later, it was like, we're locked down. 
for two weeks. I think the first lockdown was two weeks. And I was like, okay. It was kind of like nice because when it first happened, all my friends were locked down. Like my best friend in Vegas, she got locked down too. So it was like, we're getting drunk FaceTiming each other. Like we're just, it's going to be fine. And then everyone else opened up and I'm like, oh, like this is going to be bad for my mental health. Like I'm just chilling. I'm not working. Like all my friends are working. Like it was really hard mentally for me. It was really, really bad. I feel like a lot of people at that point would have been like, kind of what you said, like, okay, this is a sign from the universe that I shouldn't have gone off on my own. Mm-hmm. But instead yep. you said, okay, this is a sign from the universe that I'm going to pivot. Exactly. I just got to grind a little harder in different aspects of the business and be really frugal and not go shopping with random things. <laughs> and like all my money's going to go with to keep my doors open for when we ever do open again. And I'm really proud, obviously, that I was able to stay open because that's a long time and a lot of bills and it was crazy, but I'm so grateful. I'm honestly grateful for the experience because it honestly changed me as a business owner. I feel like I'm stronger as a business owner and I'm also just a stronger individual. Like we, the past couple years, especially living in LA, like small business owners, we've had to, we've been through a freaking runner, dude. Like Mm. it's been Mm -hmm. crazy. It's been crazy, but I mean, I guess this is just life now and I'm just grateful to be alive and I'm grateful to be working now. I like, can't, I really can't complain now because I didn't get to work for so long and now I'm working and it's like, I can't take a single day for granted. That's the mentality right there, man. That's the one that we all need to hold on to a little tighter. And even with, you know, like going back, so um, it's funny how I met Brandy was, I actually knew this woman, Erica, she is like an OG of, of beauty treatments in Los Angeles yes. and such an OG. right. Like I remember like she did like my wedding prep and like all this stuff. And she did? I didn't know that. Yeah. It, that I was horrible. Yeah. Isn't that hysterical? Like yes. I, she, I was one of her first real microblading clients yes. like, like seven, eight years ago. Like it was, she, it, she it, nobody even knew what microblading was. And she was mm-hmm. like, I'll do it on you for like free as an, ex- as just to see what it is. And yes. I genuinely didn't know that I was getting like my eyebrows tattooed. And like, <laughs> I came home and I was like, Pat, I just got my face tattooed. <laughs> and he was like, that is so funny. Cause nobody knew what it was, but, um, I love she, that. She is like the most ideal boss in the world, but I know people oh listening gosh. to this are probably like so jealous because they didn't have that experience. But like, I think like, and this is a question that I've gotten asked that I got asked a lot to ask you. Mm-hmm. And so this is a very long lead up is that I met you Brandy through Erica because mm-hmm. Erica started doing like really high end clientele and I needed to go in for a touch up. And mm-hmm. she was like, go see my girl Brandy. She'll take care of you. And so she basically like funneled me to you. And now mm-hmm. I'm like your loyal client for life. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I think for people starting out, is that a really good way to go about it is working under someone with someone? And, you know, what are like some of the signs that made Erica a really good mentor to you? So if so, for starting out, like unless you have, unless you're married and have a partner, or you have like a really good savings, like to kind of fall back on and pay your overhead, I a hundred thousand percent think that you should do like work with a commission as, as long as it works for you though it has to be the vibe has to be right and the commission needs to be right and you need to have like respect from the person that you're working with I think there's a stigma against um 
commissioning years, like working under commission when you first start out, because you're like, well, I'm, I want to be on my own. And ever, ever since I experienced, because I went from being on my own in Utah, I immediately went on my own. I never worked for someone. And then to working with Erica and being on that commission. And it's, I have all of that to like, that's the only reason I'm able to be on my own now. Like it would have taken me so much longer to build a clientele and I would have blew through my money 10 times faster because you're not busy at first, you know, and that's totally normal. You have to, you have to prove to your clientele and post your before and afters. I feel like the biggest thing like is content, you know, do people for free, do, do 20 people for free and, and take really good before and afters. And you got to build your portfolio to, until people will come to you look, looking at your work thinking, Oh, I'll pay. I would like to pay her to do my brows. You know, like it's, it's definitely not as easy. Some people blow up really fast and it's amazing, but like most people, it's normal to take a couple years to build a solid clientele and that's fine. If this is something that you're super passionate about, the years will just fly by and you'll just keep getting better and better. And I learned so much from Erica, not even necessarily like microblading stuff. Like, yeah, me and her would definitely bounce ideas back and forth when we would work, when we worked in the same salon because she ended up getting another one next door. So towards the end, it was mostly just me and one other girl in the main salon. But we, she taught me a lot about business. She taught me how to get a business license. Like there's so much, she's so good at running a business and I had absolutely no knowledge of that. So working with her and Jade, they just fed me with all of this information on how to be like a successful business owner and get my EIN number. And I'm so grateful for that because obviously now moving on to my own, like I understand so much more about how all of this works. Because when you first think, oh, I want to be self-employed, I want to make my own schedule and pay myself. Like that is not what being self-employed is, you know, like it's so much more. It's taxes. It's a business license. It's annual fees. It's just like a lot of things that I think most people don't realize when they go into this they're like it just it's a lot more complicated but if you have the right people in your circle then they'll help you out and you're like okay cool I can do this I just set a timeline to pay this and it's a lot but it's obviously so freaking worth it and I wouldn't trade it for the entire world like Erica also taught me to have a backbone with clients because Erica's a little bad bitch like she is (laughs) like she does not give a flying F if I don't know if I can swear on here, but <laughs> swear away. Okay. She just doesn't give a fuck about what anybody thinks. And it's like, it was always super admirable to me. Cause like I said, I was literally 21 when I moved here and I was still stuck in like a Utah mentality. And she just brought me out of that and like really helped me develop who I wanted to be and who I am now. And she'd just be like, who gives a fuck? Like pour some tequila when you're off work. We drink tequila like every night after work. And just chill. Like everything's fine. Everything's going to work out. Like she was just an amazing mentor and I miss her. I haven't honestly seen her since before the pandemic, but we'll still chat here and there. And I still just adore her and all those girls there so much. It was an incredible experience. So I do believe that if you are starting out, there is absolutely nothing wrong with working under someone. It was a great experience for me. And I think Erica's actually always looking for artists that you know, past her criteria. So if you're in the LA area and you need somewhere to set your feet, then I would definitely reach out to Erica actually, because she's got like two locations and she's pretty picky, which she should be. So, but I mean, it was the best thing ever for me. I wouldn't be where I am now had I not had that experience with them. Mm, yeah. We'll tag Erica also, everyone in the show notes. Yes. So you, you guys her. will love her. Even if you just follow like 
her even her TikTok. She's also the funniest looking or funniest looking. No, she funniest looks like looking. she's the most beautiful person, but she's also just the funniest person. She's hilarious. Yeah. All of her antics. Right. She's yeah. but that's what I'm saying. She just like doesn't give a fuck. And it's like, I I love you. Like I just love her so much. Oh, yeah. it's so wonderful that you had a mentor like that because it really is a lot of people didn't, you know? And so mm-hmm. we had this, we had someone um, on, on Instagram, Hey Ruby Jean was asking you so many questions about building a clientele, starting out on your own. And I feel like for you, it was truly having a good mentor, but yep. do you think that if you didn't have Erica, you would have maybe gone and like still stayed with her for as long as you did? Or do you think you would have maybe like pursued another person or how have your friends navigated that or some of the colleagues that you know? So had I not met Erica and cause I, I actually interviewed at like a couple other places and it just didn't feel, it felt too much. Like I was, a, I was like applying to work at target. Like that's what the interview <laughs> felt like. And I was like, okay, I'm already like an established person in one state. Like that's not the vibe I'm going for, you know? And had I not found Erica, I mean, I probably would have just, bit the bullet and did a salon suite and it would have been a slower build and I wouldn't have built those relationships, but I probably would have just, just honestly took the leap, you know, and made it work, but it wouldn't have been nearly as easy. And I think another thing is that's super important for any artists listening that are new is don't ever go to a salon. That's going to make you sign a Um, Mm non-compete. Meaning like you can't work anywhere else for five years within a 500 mile like radius like and I just don't think that's fair or right at all because like I'm I'm hiring a student of mine and I hope one day she leaves me and and starts her own thing and like I would like it just doesn't feel right to limit someone's success just to maybe keep your own your yourself busy like there's so much there's so many clients in the world for everyone. There's so much success for everyone. Like you just got to keep rooting for other people and the karma will come back and the universe will reward you for being just like genuinely excited for other people's success. Like this industry is my favorite. I have, I have made some of my best friends through this industry. It is like the most empowering industry I've never met or talk to one caddy person in this industry. I'm not saying they don't exist, but I've surrounded myself with just the coolest group of people that I talk to on a regular basis on through Instagram and will like bounce ideas back and forth. Like I love this industry. Like it's predominantly women and it's the least drama I've ever experienced in my life. It is the coolest industry I've ever been a part of. How have you met other women and other professionals? Like how have you networked? So my best friend in the world that I met through this industry, I actually did her brows in 2017. And then um, let's see, did her brows. And then like a year later, we were like, obviously keeping in touch. And then she took a training from me. And then after that, we kind of just, again, stayed in touch. And then we just kept talking and staying close. And then she came and took another training from me in Vegas. And honestly, ever since like, probably that training in 2019, we've been inseparable. Like you just find these people that obviously you have work in common, but it takes a certain type of person to be in this industry. So we all have so many similarities that we probably don't even realize. And 
other ways are like going to these trainings. You go to like a big training or like a workshop and you're going to meet 10 other, you know, permanent makeup artists. And you're like, oh my gosh, like this is so exciting. We're all here for the same thing and we have similar interests. And it's just so cool meeting people. Like you have so much to talk about because you love the same thing, you know? And it's been really cool because I, as an adult, I don't, I'm not one to like go out and make new friends. Like I'm just not good at it. I'm antisocial, I guess. I'm just, I don't know. I've just never really been great at it. So the fact that I have even this small circle that I can like lean on and talk to often has been such a blessing for me in like my adult life because adult friendships are so different than like when you're younger, you know, they're like so much more meaningful and it just has been like honestly such a blessing. It's funny because you and I have talked about previously, I'm just, I'm sure everyone who's listening has, we've, we've bitched about social media together and how hard it is. But I also feel like, oh goodness. Right. But like, it has also brought us together with people, like you said, like like like-minded individuals. And like, it's almost this way to connect with people. It is a way to connect with people you would have never had the opportunity to before. And you know, and so I would love to kind of hear your thoughts as a business owner. You really cut your teeth in this industry via social media, via your Instagram. I feel like that's how you exploded. But you've also just mentioned that you've met some amazing people. Like talk about your relationship with Instagram, social media, TikTok, all of that, and and how it's also relating to your business growth. So I, I've honestly always loved Instagram until like, I would say like to like a year ago, you know, they just always change things. And I know they have to stay relevant and like compared to the other apps, but I am so grateful. Like at the end of the day, I'm so grateful for Instagram. It's honest. It's brought me so much success. I've, like you said, I've met so many people through it and I'm honestly having fun with the reels now. I was at first, I was like, I'm not doing that. And now I'm like, fuck it. Like I'm going to do it and I'm going to have fun with it. And I'm going to share what I want to share. And if it blows up, that's great. If it doesn't, that's fine. Like I've stopped, I've had to really stop caring about the numbers. Like, cause at the end of the day, the numbers genuinely don't matter. Yeah. They'll help you like blow up and stuff, but how many of those will turn into a potential clientele, you know? So I just try to like enjoy it instead of stress it, you know, like sometimes I'll post a reel and it like won't post for two hours. And I'm like, Oh my God, it like drives me nuts. And then I'm like, okay, we're on a rock floating through space. Like it's going to be fine. It's not that big of a deal. It's Instagram. And so, I mean, I, I do, I love Instagram for like the opportunities it gives me. I just hate like the need, like, of course I compare myself to other people. It's something I I'm daily working on. Like I won't even realize I'm doing it. I'm like, Oh, maybe I, I should be here. Or I should be, my feed should look like that. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to stay authentic to you and, nobody is you and that is your power like this person is them and that's their power and I'm me and that's my power and no one can take that away from me so I just need to run with it you know and I'm just now dabbling into TikTok which I feel like a freaking old lady because it's it's like so much like I don't know how to add the right audio clips like I don't know how to it I'm so good at Instagram now I'm like trying to like make this TikTok stuff work and it's definitely different I'll get the hang of it I don't know if I'll ever do it as like full-time as Instagram because content itself is a full-time job like I I have working as a full-time job doing brows and then content is like a whole other full-time thing you know so Wednesdays are my admin days and I'll just try and bust out as much content as I can just to 
know for the rest of the week, okay, I've got some things to post. Like I don't have to stress post in the morning, you know, because staying consistent obviously is super important. Do you have any tips for people who are starting out or maybe they're like midway through their careers with brows and how do you post content or what is something that like you find really resonates with your audience aesthetically? Like what do people like to see? So it depends. It kind of, you need to like rewind into who is your target audience? Are you an educator or are you looking, are you, is your target audience customers? Because if your target audience is customers, then you're not going to be posting microblading tips, like how to hold your blade or stuff like that. So once you figure out your niche and your target audience, I found personally that I kind of have both. Like I'm, my niche is definitely both because I am an educator, but then I also post beauty stuff. And then I also have, you know, I'm trying to reach my clientele. I would say I probably post more towards education, which it's fine. It works out for me. Um, but once you get, you know, once you find your niche, I have found that people love videos of me, of like watching videos of me actually microblading, like seeing it in real life. People are obsessed with just, I don't know. I mean, I know why, cause I love it too, but it's something about maybe if it's obviously if you're a student, you're going to want to watch me do it. Cause you're learning as you watch. If you're a customer, you can watch and be like, oh, that's what happens. Like, that's what the blade looks like. That doesn't look that scary. So can kind of go for both, you know? And honestly, the funny reels, like people eat that shit up and it's so much more fun to make. Like, just be yourself, use a funny audio and have it relate to your industry and it will blow up. You'll meet the right people and the right people will think it's funny. And because obviously you can make jokes about everything in any industry, you know, that we all have to deal with about being a business owner and stuff like that. And I think that the posts where you're being funny, sharing educational, and if you're, you know, your target audience is just potential clientele, you could still be educational, just more about like, so what's microblading? Like, okay, well, it's ABC. And this is what to expect if you get it done, because then your potential clients can have a way better understanding and not be so scared to book with you. So there's like so many different, you know, outlets that you could possibly do. But I will say reels are popping off and they're a great way to grow your Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Everything you just said. I'm like taking notes, honestly, because I think (laughs) I've always loved your page. And so I'm like, okay, what do they want to see? Okay. Um, So good. Your Instagram is amazing. Like I, all your videos just like light a fire under my ass. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go today. Like all of them are so inspiring. Like, Oh, you're so good at just saying exactly what I needed to hear and I'll watch it. And I'm just like, okay, that's exactly what I needed. I'm going to go kick today's ass. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You, you nailed it when you said like, have fun with it and post what feels good to you. Cause like, you know, that's the other thing is if you try to copy what someone else is doing, or you try to do what worked for someone else, it doesn't feel good to you. And I feel like (laughs) it shows. So. It does. People can tell when you're not being authentic. Mm, so it really true. can. And and you can feel it, you know? Like it's just at the end of the day, you you've gotta your brand has to be authentic to you and who you are and what you believe and like how you want your clients to feel coming in. Like that all like a brand is not a logo. Like it the brand is is everything. It's the center of it's how it it's how your clients feel when they walk into your room. It's the conversations that you have, it's how you present yourself. It's so many things like your brand is not just your logo on your page. It's 
so much deeper than all of that. And that was something I first thought about when I first made a logo. I'm like, cool, that's my brand. And then I'm like, deeper into this, I'm like, oh no, that has nothing to do with my brand. Like, yeah, a color scheme is great, but your brand is so much deeper. It's your values and what you stand for and your personality. Like there's just so much more that goes into having a brand than I ever even knew. And I'm still learning and still, you know, kind of trying to change the way that my brand feels. Cause I'm like, Oh, I don't really love how, like my old logo, I didn't love like how I was doing things. And so this past year I've really been, I rebranded my whole manual and I'm like looking at my trainings as, okay, the education's there. Like I, the booklet's full of information. Like they're, they're literally so set up when they leave, but how do they feel when they walk in? Like, I want it to be like a vibe, you know, I want it to be picture worthy and cute and just feel like luxurious instead of just a training manual. And, you know, I just want it to feel better. So that's kind of what I've been focusing is not only how it looks, but how does it feel when the consumer walks in? Cause that's, they're going to remember that forever. Mm. That's actually where I wanted to, the, the, the last big point I wanted you to talk about was you've evolved a lot into becoming an instructor to other artists. And yeah. you just talked about your training and how, like, I love that you just said it's so much more than just like my logo on a manual. It's how do I want you to feel walking into this training even. So please, I, I think this is such a great um topic for us to end on is like, tell me the evolution of you becoming an instructor and how that has been. And when did you feel confident to start doing it? And and how has that been for you to start teaching others? So I actually did my first training probably way too soon in my career. But when I first started, there was like, it, it like didn't exist in St. George. Like it wasn't popular it wasn't it didn't blow up yet now everyone does it and it's super popular and that's great but when I first started me and my best friend Maddie we actually shared the salon we shared the first two salons that we had and we actually first training was about I want to say like exactly a year after we graduated the class um and that probably was a little too soon looking back but it's totally okay you know you live and you learn so we did a training and it actually went like really well and Back then, like we gave them all the information that we had at the time. Now I've taken so many advanced trainings. And like I said, like this industry is constantly evolving. You have to continue to take education or you're going to fall behind, you know. So after we did that first training, you know, I've probably taught like 200 students at this point, I would say like it's been it kind of just like took off. And I did. So I did a lot of trainings in Utah, like a lot. That was where I did most of my trainings. I would teach like maybe my max would be four there um, because even four is like now too much for me. Now I can't even handle four people because I want the I want the student to have extreme one on one time because you're learning such a intricate craft. You need ex- like you need one on one. You need the instructor over your shoulder holding the tool to teach you exactly how to move it. Like I just feel like you can't quite get as much one on one with four people. So I've definitely lessened that. And then I took a break this last year because I wasn't happy with um, like my manual. I was like, you know what? I, I need to redo this and I need to, you know, use the knowledge that I've been learning and add it to my uh, manual. And I just kept adding and then erasing and rewording. And I spent like 11 hours, like trying to just rebrand this and do make it something that I was really proud of, like 
really stoked to give my students. And so I just recently, this I actually had my first training last weekend. Um, and like the first one in probably eight, nine months, my first one in that, um, in my studio, cause obviously I have a little studio. So I'm just doing one-on-ones and it went so well, like it went so well. I kind of changed the curriculum and I just really loved the way that it felt and she did so good. And it was like, it was so amazing. I felt so rewarded after. And I just feel like if you're thinking about training, um, obviously check with your local health department. Everyone's going to have different hours that they require. Um, the reason I stopped training in Utah for the time being is because they actually need an 80 hour apprenticeship, which I obviously won't be there for that apprenticeship. So I don't feel like it'd be fair to just have them take a training and then maybe be like, okay, I got to go. Like, good luck with your 80 hours. Like I would never do that. So here, you know, it's still just the required, you just need to pass off with a live model and all that kind of stuff. And if you're wanting to dabble into training, Shay Danielle, we'll have to tag her too. She just launched a training, like an online training video that I think it's called like, so you're ready to be a trainer or something like that, or an educator. And um, I personally have not taken it, but my best friend did. And she said it was so helpful to just realize, okay, what you need to have if you're going to be a trainer, the experience you need to have. I definitely wouldn't do a training if you haven't nailed your healed work yet or your, you know, your pre-draw still isn't quite right. You know, you need to be a master at your craft before you go teach someone else because if you're not a master, you're going to kind of be teaching them maybe some of your shortcomings that you haven't worked through yet. So it's really important because you are taking on a lot. Training is a lot. I have clients text or students text me like, at least five times a week, like old clients or old students that are like asking me questions, which I love, but it is a lot. You're taking on a lot of responsibility. And if you're like me, their success means everything to you. So you're, you're going to want to answer every question and do everything that you can to make sure that you're giving them just the best possible outcome, you know, but I love training. I think it's really rewarding. It's been really humbling too. Cause I'm like, Oh, like I, if someone's asking me a question and I can't answer it, then I'm not going to train. I need to do some more research and, you know, figure this out. And that's kind of where I was at. I was like, I want to redo this and really stand out and put my all into this and just make it the best I literally possibly can. And it went so well. And I feel so proud about it. And I'm really excited to continue. Like I already have two more trainings booked and it's like going so smooth so far. And I'm just like really grateful and excited because there's, like I said, there's enough, there's enough people in the world for more permanent makeup artists. Like it's never going to be too saturated. It's, People say that all the time. And I'm like, you know how many hairdressers there are? Like, it's mm-hmm. the same thing. Like, people, the right people are going to attract to you and it's going to be perfect. You said something so smart in that. Well, everything you just said was so smart. But <laughs> you said that, um, you know, it's about mastering your craft. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people want to just, oh, I learned something. So I'm going to teach the person one step behind me. Yep. But you said if you still have shortcomings, you might be teaching someone those shortcomings. And so – go back and keep educating yourself and really be a master at it before you go out and teach other people. And I think that's something that, that maybe not everyone hears or Mm -hmm. adopts. Yeah, it's so true. It's, I think I get it though. Like people get money hungry. It's, it's a big chunk of money that you can charge someone and maybe the person looking for a course doesn't know what to look for. And, you know, you hear it all the time. Like I took a horrible first training and I didn't learn anything. And it makes me like so sad because there are, some people that are only in it for the money, they give them a really terrible kit and then it's like a one day class and they send them on their way and then they're left with 
nothing and they have to take another training, you know? So I just feel like if you're in it just for the money, yeah, the money's great. That's, you know, you can't avoid that or ignore that. But if you're only in it for the money, your training is going to turn out like shit. Like your student will feel it that you're in it for the money because your passion won't show. If you're not passionate about educating, then just don't do it because it's, it's a lot of work. It's exhausting. Like, but it's, to me, I really do enjoy it. And so of course I'm going to keep doing it. And I think my passion shows through that because I really am just so passionate about sharing this industry because it changed my life. So if I can change someone else's life and motivate them to keep going through all the hardships of it, that's like the the best thing ever. That is also success to me is someone else taking a chance or taking a loan out on themselves and then it changing their lives because it literally changed my life. Oh, this is incredible. Yeah. It's just such a blessing. I, I'm just a different person. I, I moved away from my hometown and I had a lot of growing up to do and I had to really take a look at myself and my shortcomings and, and apply that to, you know, the work I had to do with myself and, I needed to grow up and be a business owner and I outgrew a lot of people from my hometown and that's totally fine. And it's just been a crazy wild ride. Like I am so grateful for the woman that I am now. Cause like six years ago, I like she would have never dreamed of stressing over being on a podcast. Like this opportunity, like if I were in St. George, God knows what I'd be stressing over, but it definitely wouldn't be an opportunity like this, you know? Like, these are good things to be stressed out about and excited about. And so I'm just super grateful for this opportunity and following my dreams and leaving my small town and just crossing my fingers that it's going to work out. And it always does in one way or another, you know? Oh, my gosh. Brandy, where can everyone find you and follow you and – just absorb your aura and energy. Where can we learn from you? You're so Tell sweet. us everything so that we can be your number one fans. You are so sweet. Um, my Instagram is browse by Brandy. My TikTok, which only has four videos, by the way, so follow at your own risk. Like, I don't know if it's going to blow up ever, but there's a couple videos for your, you know, viewing is I think it's, you know what? I think it's actually Studio B Browse or Browse by Brandy. You'll find me either way. Studio, Studio B Browse and Browse by Brandy are kind of mutually exclusive. They'll always kind of blend together. But yeah, I I feel like I'm mostly active on Instagram though. Maybe someday I'll get more into TikTok, but I'm learning. It's a learning curve. So maybe someday I'll do it better. But TikTok is right now just in the works, I would say. Oh my gosh. I think that's for all of us. But guys... Yeah. Go follow her Instagram. Go follow her. If you are thinking about getting certified as a brow artist, there's no one better to learn from or just to just to follow and, and learn from that as well. And so however you want to dip your toes into it, you are going to be so happy to know this incredible woman. So Brandy, thank you so much for being here today and just sharing this awesome story and all of your wisdom with all of us. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful that you reached out. I am so out of my comfort zone. So thank you for pushing me to do something that I'm scared of because I feel so on top of the world right now. And I just really appreciate knowing you and getting to be in your life. And I just love you. I just love you to death. Oh, my God. I love you so much. And I'm so grateful that you're here. And you guys just go give Brandy all of that love back, too. Thanks for listening to the She for Squirrel podcast. If you loved it, and we hope you did, don't forget to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. 
send this to a friend, and share us on social, tagging me at danielle.stead. Until next time, talk soon, besties.